You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 101. Thomas Miller here coming to you from the road, this time from Maui, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. did you hear in number 100, Fred invited, I think wasn't it 100, the last time we spoke, Fred told me about the seminar that he was doing in Maui in February 2017, and here we are. So we're going to talk to Fred again here in this podcast, but this time not on Skype. He won't be in the box. He'll be sitting right across from me at the table. So we're going to join. We're Actually, what we did is we put the 10 guys together who are in this seminar around the table and Fred, and we just had kind of a group conversation. Interesting complexion this seminar is in Hawaii. It is 10 male participants. Fred says that normally his seminars are about 70% female, 30% male. And as it worked out, this particular group is all guys. So you're going to hear from some of them in this, uh, this podcast. And they're from all over the world. We have several from Germany. We have a soccer player from Kuwait, a wonderful guy from Switzerland, and of course from the United States as well. So we're going to take you right inside the seminar room. And before we do, I just wanted to catch you up on a couple of housekeeping things, mostly related, again, to Fred Dodson. So Fred, as you know, if you've been following his newsletter, has been putting out a number of books through 2016. And that trend has continued right here on into 2017 with the release of Increase Your Energy But we're going to talk in this podcast about two that we completed last fall between when we spoke last in October and the first of the year. We did Journeys and Spectral Consciousness, Levels of Energy Book 2, and also Hidden Realities. And we're going to talk about those books in depth with Fred in the podcast. But he has been busy and diligent to take his online content and turn it into books for publication and audiobooks for distribution on iTunes and Audible. So what's really amazing, I mean, it still is just pinch me, even though now we're on book number 11. It's like almost get over it, Thomas. Come on. You you know, this, this train has left the station. But to realize that here is something that changed your own life so much, and now you're part of the process of memorializing this for decades and even generations to come of people who will certainly read the books and many who will hear the audio years down the road, and it will change their lives. That is such an honor and a privilege to be a part of. I can't tell you how special that is to me. So I've been away from the podcast a little bit because I've been dedicating the recording time literally seven days a week. And even the weekends, which is often when I would do podcasts, are when I do the most recording. So it's like when you don't leave any of your voice left on the table, (laughs) then, you know, it's kind of been focusing on this or that, and it's been that of late. So we have more books for you to dive into. We're going to talk today about Journeys in Spectral Consciousness, Levels of Energy, Book Two, and Hidden Realities, which for me were two complementary works, different yet very similar in their theme, much different content, and certainly different impact that answered so many of those old questions about religion 
and that background that I grew up with, questions had been lingering with me for so long. So you're going to hear about that. I would certainly encourage you to get them. And if you want to do a really deep dive in comparative religion, these two are the books, Journeys in Spectral Consciousness and Hidden Realities. So now, without any further ado, let's jump into the seminar. We're going to sit around the table with the 10 participants and Fred. And what was really, really cool was that for the first time in doing all these audiobooks for probably over almost five years, I finally got to walk in and meet Fred face to face. And I told him, I told him in email when we were setting up the seminar, I said, you know, when when I see you, I'm going to come over and give you a great big bear hug. Well, I walked in during breakfast, and Fred had just served himself up a big plate of breakfast food, and he had that in his hand, so it uh, it kind of prevented the big bear hug. No, I'm not going to tell you a story of how I dumped Fred's breakfast on the floor. That did not happen. <laughs> but we got the hug in anyway, and it was just great to meet Fred and then to spend four days of concentrated training around parallel universes of self. So with that, live, not Skype, Fred Dodson and company. So we finally get to meet face-to-face. We finally met (laughs) (laughs) face-to-face. This is so much better than Skype. (laughs) Well, so, uh, you know, you have expectations about meeting people. And you think they're taller than they are, fatter than they are, thinner than they are, et cetera. What were your impressions after uh, after we finally connected here? When we took a selfie together, I had to stand on my tiptoes because you were so tall. You're 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 rather tall, and uh, it, it matches your voice, your awesome voice. It was funny when you entered the room; everybody instantly recognized that you were who you are. Uh, you were the Thomas Miller. And uh, they they told you that they... Well, what I'd like to tell your audience is that some people now think that you are the author of my books. They asked me, when is the next Thomas Miller book coming out? I say, what are you talking about? Well, don't don't you... uh, Aren't you connected to this Thomas Miller? Yeah, when is the next Thomas Miller book coming out? I say, well, I wrote the book. Really? It's been more than three people now who thought that you write those books, that you that those are your books. So you're somewhat of a celebrity. My impression of you was somewhat confirmed, except I didn't know you were that tall. You know, we started this thing, and guys, for uh, the audience, the podcast audience knows this, but you guys, how this came about was that I had found Fred by reading an Amazon comment about another book. And they said, the commenter said, well, this book isn't that great, but if you really want an excellent book on this subject, read Parallel Universes of Self by Fred Dodson. So I hopped over to there, and that's how I found Fred. Instantly liked his material. I had read, I think, the the three that we did first, Reality Creation Technique, Levels of Energy, Parallel Universes of Self. And I was going on a bike ride one day, and I was filling up my water bottles at the sink. And I just got this intuitive universal tap on the shoulder that said, email Fred Dodson about doing his audiobooks. So I set the water bottles down, didn't go on the bike ride just then, sent him an email, and he responded back the next morning and said, yes, let's do it. And within about two hours, 
we had the project underway and 10 audio books almost 11 later here we are it's always uh, quick and decisive or as dave said decisive and relentless i, I always decide very quickly whether um Oh, we also did intuition training, speaking of that. Uh, I decide very quickly whether someone's right or not. And that's what I'd recommend everybody do. It's actually instant because your spirit, your consciousness, is outside of space and time. It knows everything at once. And that's why you are able to make decisions instantly. You don't have to check or analyze or think about it. You know in your heart what's good for you. You just know. If you, if you calm that chattery radio circus inside your head, you just know. So you don't give it that second pause, yeah, that second beat to analyze it. And I have this inner navigation system. It tells me yes or no. And in your case, it was yes. So I said yes. I, I receive email, dozens of emails every day. That's why I've gotten used to it. And most of it, it's just no, 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 no. Once in a while, yes. No, no. So my life is basically no, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> About that. I'm glad I made the cut. <laughs> so we're in Maui, but since you and I last talked on Skype, we have produce two more audiobooks that I wanted to talk about just briefly and some of the guys around the table here have had experience with these books so I wanted to get them to ask some questions as well you've been on quite a uh, spree of turning out books in fact one of the people here said the Fred Dodson book of the month club <laughs> I haven't actually written a book in many years which is what many people don't know but they're surprised I publish a book every couple of months and all of these books come from my blog. So I realized that the blog I've written for the last 10 years could be converted into about seven books, five to 600 pages each. And that's what I've been up to. And of course, we're getting in the closet and recording them and turning them into audiobooks. So the combination that we did, now actually this book was not released in this latest effort of turning out books so rapidly, but it was Journeys in Spectral Consciousness, which is Levels of Energy Part 2. And then combined with the next one that came out, Hidden Realities, I got to tell you, you know, I grew up in a fundamental Christian environment and had this plethora of questions about that background. The two books combined, and this is what I thought we'd talk about a little bit here, those two answered so many questions that I just folded the question book up and I was done. That was it. Yeah, it's about... Um those books are about trans-religious study, which means it's comparative religion, basically, which is what is done too rarely. So there's one side, they say religion is bunk, and the other side says my religion is the only one, it's the best one. Everywhere, you, I started getting annoyed, okay? Every culture I went to, I went to the Islamic world, and they're like, yeah, but our religion is the best. And then I go to America, but you know, you can't get to heaven without Jesus. And then I go to um, Buddhists, and they're like, yeah, but uh, Buddhist is the highest quality religion. And there's something wrong with that, you know? They can't all be number one. So what I realized is that they are number one in certain respects. Each religion has something that it's better at. It's number one at. And the, the whole book, Journeys in Spectral Consciousness, could be summarized in, you know, this religion is best at that, this religion is best at that. And that's what the book presents and describes. It gives you a new view of the 
deep quality, the beautiful quality of religion without being religious. You did an amazing job with it. And yes, it answered for me the completeness of it. And what I saw the theme through all as you went through all of the, let's say, five major religions, you certainly covered more than that. But across the five major was how many similarities there are. We're really talking the same thing. Uh, Religions are the original self-improvement course, and they teach everything you need to know about reality, you know, as long as you don't get fanatic about it. And another thing you have to know about religion is that the way they describe it in the books is they were teaching to a different level of consciousness. And I'm teaching religion to a higher level of consciousness that no longer requires rigid rules. So I take, I take these things not as strict rules, and if you don't follow them, you go to hell. I take it as recommendations for more energy and more success. I take them as success and energy books, actually. And that's how they work. That's how they were meant to work. Moreover, there's a lot of things in these books that you don't really see at first sight. You only see them if you've uh, meditated a while deeply. Okay, if you've been on a journey of meditation and prayer and all that, you start to see things in there that are normally not taught. And that's what I was looking for. I was looking for a couple of secrets. And I found them, luckily, and I wrote about them. And then Hidden Realities was a combination of blog articles, I believe. And what a parlay to come right over that. I want to tell a story, and then we're going to pass this mic around a little bit and get some of you guys to ask questions or whatever you want. Hidden Realities came along right after spectral consciousness for me, reading them. And Hidden Realities opens you up to so much spiritual awareness. Flo, we were talking about this. Either you were mentioning, I think, some things from Hidden Realities. Have you read the book? I've read the articles. you read the articles. Yeah, you've read parts of it. So there's always a story. We kick a story back and forth here on these podcasts. And I was hiking in Aspen. And there's this road that goes up. It's very much in town, so you hike up and then you can look over town. And I'd never encountered a presence like this before. But I was was hiking up, and it's a road, but it was snow-covered. And I was on the right side, and there was a guy walking down toward me. He was about your build, Flo. He was probably 5'10", in fact, very much, very handsome. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Good-looking guy, man. But he had a hoodie on. I actually couldn't tell his face. He had a hoodie on, and I couldn't pick out any facial de- details. And as I was, as we were approaching each other, probably about, I'm going to say 20 to 30 yards. I don't know what that would be in meters. Maybe 10. Is that right? Is it about a 3 to 1? 10 meters? He was coming toward me. He was walking down. I was walking up. And all of a sudden, I mean, he just almost military style spun on his heels and turned into the bushes. Now, the problem with that, that's all fine, but the problem is it's on a cliff of about what would be the equivalent of a triple diamond ski run down the bushes. You don't turn and walk into those bushes for any reason whatsoever. I thought, well, maybe the guys, maybe there's a guy, you know, taking a, going to the bathroom there. And I walked up pretty carefully as I crossed that stretch where he was. There was nobody there. There was no movement in the bushes that dude was gone. And I think it was, again, opening up to the hidden realities that made that aware for me, I guess. What do you say? Yeah, you're, you're into the topic deeply if you narrate it. 
Okay, so you're open toward all kinds of stuff going on. And we're normally not that open. But if we if we are, then we see stuff that's uh, beyond amazing. I see it every day. If you guys want a great combination of levels of energy too, if you've, if you've listened or read levels of energy and you want to take that up really beyond 500, if you want to kind of peek over the hill and see what's there beyond level 500, journeys in spectral consciousness, and then I, do what I did and just follow that up with hidden realities and do them kind of as a duo, do them back to back. And I guarantee you it will open you up to things spiritually on a spiritual dimension that you just haven't experienced before yes i have another story um about uh, you you talked about how this is a spiritual thing but at the same time i found it funny that it's very connected to everyday life because um the, the last seminar i took with fred was in goldeck and uh, it was held at this castle so we were in this uh, high energy group we were doing presence drills and um, I was looking for Wi-Fi, and uh, I asked my girlfriend, um, well, I need, I need an oasis for Wi-Fi. We were joking around, oh, this castle is my oasis for Wi-Fi because, uh, um, because uh, there's, there's free Wi-Fi. And later on, some, uh, some guy told me who was uh, in a hotel near this uh, castle that the Wi-Fi pa- password is my oasis. And that was really that was where where spiritual energy uh, showed itself in a very fun and quirky way, uh, in 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 form of uh, intuitively guessing a Wi-Fi password, in, in that area. Yeah, it always does. If you experience synchronicity where numbers and and names fit together, you know you're in the flow, right? Flow. Yeah. That's his name. So uh, that, that you know, we told a story here in the seminar about Fred driving down the road and saying to his partner that the next 20 signs that you see will describe the reality that you're thinking about. Who else has had an experience with that? I want a, I want a good story here. Slavi? So last year I had an issue, a health issue, and I was asking myself, what is the reason for this issue? And I was driving my car, and on the left side I see an advertisement and there was a lady and it says i know what it is and hold cheese in her hand cheese, cheese yes and i removed it my the cheese of from my diet instantly it's got better you mentioned today or yesterday take the word coincidence out of your vocabulary strike it forever why do you say that uh that's actually something i learned in one of the religions uh that yeah that was the jewish religion actually um, they say in the Jewish religion, in the Torah, if there's not a word for it in the Torah, it doesn't exist. So uh, there's a list of about, I have a list of about 300 words and th- that are not in the Torah, hence I, hence they don't exist. So I examined that. One of those words is coincidence. There are no coincidences. Everything fits together in some way. So again, something I learned from religion. That's the kind of material that you will encounter and study if you pick up Journeys in Spectral Consciousness and Hidden Realities for sure. Angel, buddy from Dallas, Texas area, right? Plano, Texas, right north of uh, of Dallas. Thank you, Thomas. So what have you been creating here in Maui? What was your intention and reason for coming across the water over here to be with Fred for a few days? Thank you. So 
Basically, last year I quit my job after being almost 20 years in the corporate world, working for several software companies. And I decided to become a coach and a consultant, you know, working on my strengths, basically. And the reason why I came here and talking about this word that I cannot use because it doesn't exist in the Jewish vocabulary, you know, without knowing, three streets away from my home, there's a, there's a street called Datsun. So one day I was literally driving. You can use the word synchronicity, by the exactly. way. Exactly, synchronicity. So I was driving one way. It was a little bit like, like uh, you know, stressed because I, I you know, I, I wasn't generating as much money as before as a coach. And I was asking, what, I mean, give me an answer. What, what is the answer? What is the answer? I, I turned that street that I turn every single day, and suddenly I saw the sign, Dotson. You know, one week later, I was talking to Fred, and we had the session coaching session over the phone but what took me here is basically because I've been able to generate a lot of wealth for my family and for myself during the last years but I want to generate much more and much faster that's why I'm here you know I'm, I'm heck of a, of, a, of a guy I have a, a lot of experience and a lot of people know me I know how much value I can add to organizations but I had to do it fast and that's why I'm here to create that reality and it's already a fact that has already happened before I was, uh, the moment I got the email inviting me to do my first seminar in the Middle East, okay, I was uh, in a car looking into my phone. I was in Scottsdale in a street called, what was that? Crescent Moon Drive. Do you know what Crescent Moon is? See? And, and I just noticed that. So that's how I, that, that's the strange way I decided to say yes to doing seminars in the Middle East because I was in Crescent Moon Drive. And, and this, this stuff happens all the time. If you look, you just have to look, okay? Who else has a synchronicity story, a road sign story? It's not that much of a road sign story, um, but um, Mark and I, we were kind of like uh, talking about visiting a seminar uh, with, with Fred, but we were kind of like, nah, we, we don't want to come to him as a coach. We want to be equals in a sense. And um, you don't want to come as, as a, a student. student. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, you, you started the seminar with please don't ask me coaching questions because you are in the new reality now. In this seminar, I said, uh, I'm not your coach. So there's no coaching sessions after seminar. Okay, I'm your, we're equals. Exactly. So that's what you actually intended before you came. Half a year ago, yeah. Okay. And uh, I think we, we intended lots of stuff like um, having the best possible group and uh, the best seminar, like the usual stuff that you expect, and then it turns out true. Now, you guys want to hear something really cool. So meeting these people from all over the world, somebody from the Middle East, several people from Germany, Switzerland, and America, of course, and, and Dallas, the era Plano. <laughs> Sorry, Plano. <laughs> Let's say, I don't, I don't live in Dallas. I live in Plano. But um, Flo comes up to me and mentions that he has had a vision and had the vision when this seminar started about uh, doing an event in an area that looks, it looks uh, not earthly but it has red rocks. He wasn't talking about Mars. He was talking about Sedona. And I took a group to Sedona last, last spring, 
and we're talking about having a mastermind group emerge possibly from this guys hanging together supporting each other in reality creation and all that we're doing and what a place to start but sedona and that was a fascinating thing that uh, this image it, it kept popping out um like it po popped into my mind during the meditations and couldn't really let go of it and uh, then you you mentioned the camping in sedona and i saw your pictures the red rocks and it was like okay yeah this this is the right that this is the energy this is the place that i want to be in so uh this will happen kind of happened to have a road map to that place so we can work that out <laughs> now we were talking about finances angel talking about wanting to manifest tremendous abundance of wealth we have other people that that topic has come up for We just worked on it out there on the patio. <laughs> Come on, state your intention. <laughs> okay, uh, Thomas Miller and me, we, we did some intention objection um, process. Yeah, let's do it right now. Intention. I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams. I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams. I can afford everything I want, even if I don't need it. I can. I can afford to buy my grandma a wonderful apartment. I can afford myself to, to live my international cosmopolitan lean lifestyle. That means I can go wherever I want, wherever I want. I can support my mom with all the luxury she wants because I don't need it, but I have it. And it feels great. Objection. Uh, eventually it will happen, but not now, not now, not now. Intention. I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams, and I love riches, and I'm surrounded by rich people, and I'm surrounded by riches. Everywhere I see is rich. Everything I see, feel is rich. I love rich. I don't need it, but I have it. I, it comes from everywhere, and um, yeah. Objection. Now, see what we were doing right there. He didn't have one. He just had. We just kind of had his mouth open. He didn't have an objection coming right behind that. That's the reality creation technique. And that was the first book that Fred had me narrate for him. And that process is exactly how you, and we did it as a group. We paired up and did it with a partner where you state the intention and you do that longer. This is all in the book. This is all in the book and audio book, reality creation technique. But you state the intention for like three times longer than you state the objection. But you get to the point where Again, when the when your partner says objection, you're just kind of standing there and you don't have anything to say, and then you know that you've dissolved, you've dissolved the objection. That's a great exercise. Boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands and wives, partners can do that with each other. It's a great, yeah, it's a, a great exercise to do. So going around the table, we've had money come up as a topic here. That that one, love, relationships, I would imagine, are the universal. Love, uh, money, health, spirit. So a little bit of coaching for our podcast audience on how you have worked with those of us who are in the uh, money camp. Well, what I say these days is uh, look where you put all your money. Look who you give money to. Look why you give them money. And that will give you a hint on how to make money. Basically, you don't give anybody money unless uh, they benefit you. And that gives you the clue that you have to find a way to truly benefit. And I'd even go so far as to say that if you're, you think you're benefiting people, but you don't have any money, you're not really benefiting people. And that's something you have to face. 
Okay? I, I did what I do for many, many years without making any real money. And I thought I was benefiting people. I thought, my books are great. I'm great. I'm the best. I'm so fantastic, you know? But um, then I realized if I were really that fantastic, if I were that good, I'd be getting money, you know? So um, I had to change what I do and change what I teach and modify it until money started coming in because that showed me that's feedback that's direct feedback from the universe what you're doing is useful what you're doing is beneficial okay and there's just this principle you just take this principle and there's so much more to say about it uh, but just begin with that okay how am I benefiting how am I caring for my fellow humans of, of what service am I to my fellow humans if I were really of service I'd be making money Relationship has also been a topic here, and we have somebody who has been exploring that. Paul, talk to us about your desire for relationship that you came to Maui with. Okay, well, um, this is actually not different from what Fred was saying about money, uh, that you don't get what you want or yearn for. You get what you already are, right? And so... um, the problem that we have or the mistake that we we make is precisely that, that we think, well, in general terms, we're going to be, this is so hard for me, uh, this is the principle that I've known all my life but have not been able to integrate until this very moment, <laughs> and that is that happiness comes from within rather than from anything out there, the, the money, um, beautiful people, um, fun things to own. You're always in the the temptation is, God, if I just had that, if I had that cash, then I'd be happy. If I starred in that movie, I'd be happy. And then you star in the movie and you think, wow, that movie was crap. But <laughs> Or even if it was a great movie, you know. And so the question you asked is about relationships. And I think um, what I've, again, there's a sense in which you don't learn anything. You just realize it you know, uh, on a deeper level, perhaps. And so for me, that that's what about relationships, that, that in a nutshell, the wonderful line is, uh, you don't try to find attractive people that you can convince to, to find you attractive, you believe that you are attractive, and people are attracted to you. So give us some coaching on relationships. What do you tell people? Because I know that has to be globally another one that comes up all the time. Well, he just said it. You assume you're attractive and you assume others are attracted to you. It's an assumption you walk around with. You're not looking for something. You have something to give. You have attractiveness to give instead of looking for something outside of yourself. Moreover, I always recommend you uh, seek polarity in relationships because if there's polarity, there's friction. If there's difference, there's friction. If you're seeking long-term relationship, look for somebody who's a little different from you. Just a little could be a different culture, one could be small, the other big, uh, could be a different language, could be a different mentality. Look for difference. And uh, the third thing would be to um, set higher standards. Don't settle for just someone, because if you just settle for someone, what's that saying about yourself? It's saying that uh, you don't value yourself, you don't think you're good enough. Settle for no less than the best, actually. That's what I'd recommend in any part of life. Just the best. The best you can do, you know, without causing stress by saying this. 
without causing tension. Always stay chilled out and relaxed, but do go for the very best you, you can go for because as you choose the best partner, it forces you to grow into the version of yourself that can handle such a fantastic partner. Same thing applies to money. You know, if you raise your prices, it forces you to grow into the person that's worth those prices. If you set higher standards, your reality reacts to the standards you set. We did have another breakthrough, though, uh, relative to food, which is, I'm sure, a topic that comes up for some people. So we had one of the guys in the seminar who couldn't eat certain foods. Um, It was a neurosis, you know, where physically he could eat them, but uh, he, he was just afraid to. And we all have that in life. We're afraid to do certain things. In his case, it was certain foods. With others, it's going to, being afraid of heights, you know, even though you're on stable ground. And there's no reason to be afraid. There's a fence there. And they still get dizzy, you know. And other people go like, why is he so afraid of heights? There's nothing to be afraid of. And we, with him, we went like, why is he afraid of bananas and cucumbers and carrots? There's nothing to be afraid of. But we all have our own thing. In fact, most of the fears you have are nothing to be afraid of. Okay, why is he so afraid of giant spiders? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> rattlesnakes. Yeah, why is he afraid of rattlesnakes, you know? <laughs> why is he afraid of a machine gun, bar- barrel of a machine gun, why? Um, but most most fears are, are not real fears, not based on reality. Some are, and it's important to discern between the fears that are real, and which is 1%, and the fears that are not, which is 99%. So I think you can get rid of 99% of your fears. Eventually, he ended up eating uh, banana, cu- cucumber, carrots, and whatnot. And I hope he continues to do so outside of the context of the course. Because I've seen a lot of good things happen in my courses. But, you know, I, I sometimes wonder what happens at home. And my wishes, my intention is that people can maintain whatever they got from the course that they can just keep keep it up you know because you got to create a momentum if you want change in your life you take seminars like this as a starting point not as the end as a starting point to maintain momentum all of reality creation is about momentum 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 and momentum means that energy gets a life of its own and starts creating for you instead of you always having to invest effort but before that happens you got to invest plenty of effort 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 and then it becomes effortless and normal someday for him eating bananas will become effortless and normal unless he doesn't like them of course was that quickly enough spoken it was fine (laughs) it was it was so fun when i walked in here that these guys instantly as you mentioned earlier instantly knew who i was simply because of narrating these audiobooks and I think word had leaked out a little bit that I was coming. Oh, it's in one of the podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Paul had headphones around his neck and had and said, oh, I was just listening to an audio book. And I think you said you weren't on it, but it was this it was Miracles of Attention and Awareness, I think is what you were listening to. It's like, oh, yeah, I think I was on that one. That is pretty ironic when you think about it. I'm listening to, to Thomas on the headphones, Miracles of Attention. And and he walks in and starts talking. I said to him, gosh, you've got a really great radio voice, don't you? Um, and he says, yeah, well, I've done some, I've done some, I've done some work that way. And I said, oh, really? I've done, I've done some of Fred's books. Oh, yeah, well, I, I, I'm reading one of Fred's books right now. And it's, there's another guy who's doing it, not you. <laughs> 
So what you should have said, you should have paid more attention, dude. (laughs) And then we have another guy who has a waterproof speaker in his shower and listens to the audio books in his shower. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So every, every morning when I'm having a shower, every single morning, I have this waterproof speaker. Uh, and the funny thing is, as, as the audiobook is in Audible, and I have an Amazon Echo at home as well, every, all my entire family knows your voice. And, you know, they, already, they are already so familiar with, for instance, the Parallel Universes of Self, which is a 12, almost 13 hours audiobook, because I listen to it all the time. So, you know, it's funny that eventually your voice is as familiar as the content of uh, Fred's books. Let me do one more because I wanted to talk to Slavi. You came here with the intention of... Enlightenment or connection to my higher self. That is just an... You know, all of us are just here working out these earthly things like love and money and, you know, this kind of thing. And you come here with the firm intention to be enlightened. What's behind that? It feels like, you know, I have a lot of things done in my life. I created money, I created relationships, and this is nothing what I was satisfied with it. I mean, I was satisfied with it, but it's it don't feels like a purpose for my life. And somehow I start to meditating, and this feels absolutely great, and I keep doing that and coming here with this intention for enlightenment or to connect, to be connected to my higher self. And we do a several um, practice here, and then in one meditation it feels like I fall out of my body and... It was really strange. I feel chattering in my mind is completely shut down for a few moments. And it's really amazing. I keep doing this work and we will see. Uh, can you share the uh, synchronicity that we had when you got accidentally left out of a um, exercise? And then suddenly Fred gave us um, the, um, the exercise to go out and be very, very present. And then you came back and said, well... Uh, It's my time to take part in the exercise, which was a um, uh, it was a actress exercise of um, kind of creating a reality. You already shared it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, but it, it it was a perfect synchronicity because then you had the then you had the uh, the uh, possibility to go into that the teacher role, the teacher of enlightenment role, and you you made a very powerful meditation with that. Yes. <laughs> um. Actually, I had no idea what I was talking about. It's just coming out from my mouth because I become still and it's just happening. These are some of the amazing things that take place in these seminars. I just want to thank you for all the books. Thank you for partnering with me in this. Thank you for the seminar, the material that we have done. It's just been a pleasure. Just doing my job. Fred was giving us the uh, the wrap-up cue sign because he had a long meditation that he wanted to do, and we were getting toward the end of the afternoon. So, Fred, thank you for letting us crash uh, about 45 minutes of the seminar time to record a podcast. It was a thrill for all of the participants to be a part of this podcast, number 101, and I thank you guys for the bonding, for the days together, for the encouragement, for the inspiration, and for your wisdom It was an amazing time. Pick up the two latest audiobooks if you haven't. If you don't know what we're even talking about, you can go to Audible or Amazon and search Fred or Frederick Dodson, and you will see the entire 10 books that we've put out so far. 
and we will have the latest, which is Increase Your Energy, coming out sometime in March 2017. This is all amazing material that if you digest it, go through it slowly, don't put this stuff on times two and just try to get through it as fast as you can. Let it soak in. Let it change your life. Do the exercises. Hit pause frequently and do the work, and it will permeate your life. I've said it many times before, and I will say it again. The best way to digest it is to buy the book and the audio book and read the book while you're listening to the book. That gives you sensory perception visually and audibly. So those of you who are audible learners will retain more from reading, but you will get an extra bounce from the visual and vice versa. Those of you who retain more by seeing will also be accentuated by hearing. And of course, with the audio, you can always take it on the road with you wherever you go. I hope you enjoyed getting a little peek inside of a real Fred Dodson seminar and hearing some of the voices of the people who traveled the world to come learn from Fred and to share this time together in Maui. You know I've commented so many times how much this material has changed my life, and the greatest gift I could give you is that same thing. So pick up the books, listen to them over and over, and let them change your lives. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.